0: There he is (laughs) Freedom's just another word for Nothing left to lose Nothing Cause nothing, life ain't free Why am I singing that song? Because I got Bobby McGee I got Rob Keep it McLean McLean I'm back on the split screen, bruh How's
1: it going?
0: Yeah, hey not bad resolution. I like the quality, and yes, sir. yes, now we got some quality time. Okay, I got the time, you got the quality, and we got a, sh- a trailer load of subject matters happening. So, um, let's let's get started. All right, let's do it. Let's start with the easy one: with Brady signing with the Bucks. Here is question number one: with with Tom Brady signing with the Bucks, does he have something to prove to Belichick and the and the Patriots? That's a pretty.
1: Um does he have something to prove? No. And it was funny. I heard somebody talk about this the other day and it's perfect way to explain it is that without Tom Brady executing, I mean, Belichick's a great coach, but without Tom Brady uh, executing every time, those things don't happen again. It is for everybody else to execute and everybody else to be on the same level. But when it comes to the whole Belichick Brady uh, understanding, or Tom has to show something to Robert Kraft and, and the, and the Patriots, it's not about that for Tom. For Tom, he got he got a ton of money to go to a place who, honestly, I don't even know if he's going to be really successful there. He could be successful, he could not be. It's a, it's a toss up. But regardless, he's getting paid. And then, you know, I think he's just trying to play another good some some like three four more years of good football and see if he can maximize what he's got. But it has nothing to do with the Patriots at this point. You know, I think maybe a couple years ago it did, but he's been so like chastised by that franchise, honestly. It's kind of sad. So, no, Tom Brady ain't got nothing to prove. He's just going out there doing his thing. And he's going to make it like that, but it's not like that for
0: no, I like that and that pretty much takes care of that I co-sign what you said Tom has one Tom only has once one person to prove something to and that is himself okay um as far as proving something to uh, to, to Belichick and to the Patriots he's already proven that he spent his whole hope uh on, the, on the, the last 10 years of his career doing more with less and, and I know that you agree with that um Belichick had a, a bend but don't break defense so they were Top leaders in yards given up, but as far as scoring touchdowns, they've always forced field goals. And it's always given um good quarterbacks, if not great quarterbacks, a chance to win. So he put Tom Brady, gave him a chance to win, and he's done that. And he's done that six times out of nine. Can't be mad at that. Okay. Two losses to the Giants, one's to Foles and the Eagles, okay? So um Tom Brady, I think, has something to prove to himself because out of all the teams that a free agent and and the teams that he could have went to, he chose a team that historically, the last twelve years, has been the losingest team in the in, in the history of all of sports, and certainly their franchise. You can go further back than that. I mean, I think people having bags over their heads, like coming to games, I think probably
1: a long time
0: could have originated from there. <laughs> so, yeah. so he he um. Thank you, Colin Henry. Colin says, nice background. Um, so he basically went to a team that. Could use a quarterback that doesn't beat themself, uh, make, make good plays. Because Jameis Winston was the uh, the first member of the 30 for 30 club. You know what that is? That's 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. That's never been done before. So, so it's one of those things where if they can get a quarterback that, one, doesn't beat themselves, and two, uh, makes plays down the line, crunch time when you need it, they got a shot at the playoffs. And now it's a good situation for him. It's a good situation. All he needs is, remember Remember last episode, I said all he needs is one. Just one receiver. I mean, we, we saw what he could do with one. you and, know. Uh, and
1: now he's got a whole a whole gang of Because I was thinking about it, too. You know, they got Mike Evans. You know, he was out at the end of the year with, like, a little bit of entry. But uh, that made Archie Goodwin show what he's worth. And then you got uh, O.J. Howard, who's coming back. I mean, he's, he's like, kind of developing as a receiver, as a tight end. And it's just, it's a good young team. I just don't know if it's really the match for Brady, but that's just, I, I still like Tennessee Titans, but they just messed up doing the whole t- Ryan Tannehill thing, so. They really jumped yeah. off
0: sides, didn't they? Like, come
1: on, man. I what even, like, why what not was the for hurry? Bridgewater? Why not go for like, uh, I don't know, like a Cam Newton would be perfect for that system.
0: And what, what, what I mean? was the hurry? I
1: don't know.
0: What was the hurry? And now they, they um I don't like to say stuck with, nah, I'm going to say it. They stuck with Tannehill. They stuck,
1: they stuck with him.
0: They stuck with Tannehill. <laughs> he's
1: he's he's like he's like the journeyman backup that mm-hmm. you know like the Fitzpatrick who who he can do well enough, but is he gonna bring you a championship? No.
0: No. no. Well, that takes care Oh my god, he has shit to prove to Giselle. <laughs> Chris <laughs> Chips moved to a warm place just for her. And, and the line gets right. better. Oh my god. And he will He will on his ass all season. Yeah, he's going to get knocked on his butt. Maybe. I think Tom Brady's going to take some hits, but I think people fail to realize that he, as far as putting wide receivers in to protect him, protection schemes... Listen, he takes the hits when he has to, but he's not going to go out like a lot of these quarterbacks that are getting sacked all the time. You know, those guys like to send out four or five receivers, so of course you're going to get hit. But Tom, Tom waves somebody in. Okay, this is this is boom, boom. You know, um, Bruce Arians is going to give him a lot of latitude. So um, he set himself up as far as uh, something to prove to himself. He set himself up. Either he does or he doesn't. And I think between you and me, I think he does. Lost um, lost your sound.
1: There oh, it is. I I think uh, it's really gonna be. Uh, I hope it's a a good thing, but I think it's gonna be a bad one. I, I don't know. I your really don't your
0: know gut just, tells you.
1: Yeah, it's just what I feel.
0: All right, cool. Hey, let's move along. Um, question. Actually, when Tampa Bay Bucks, Bruce coach, uh, Bruce Arians. Long-time Arizona Cardinals coach was asked about um, Antonio Brown, his interest in joining Tom Brady and the team. The head coach expressed that his team is not going in that direction, uh, citing that he is, quote, not fit for the locker room, end quote. Rob, how should the Bucks, Tom, and the media take his comment?
1: Um, it, it's just the truth. <laughs> you know, take it for all the, all the words that were said. You know, uh, I, I really believe that, you know, Bruce and all the guys in, in Tampa, especially Mike Tomlin, you know, long-time Giants head coach uh, in the top of the organization over there, you know, they're making the right decisions. They're, you know, they're doing the right thing. They're doing it due diligence. And I believe if they are going to get better, their wide receiver is the last place they address. addressed. Yes, Tom Brady needed more receivers than he had in New England, but he has them already just by going to Tampa. You know, so uh, they need. I would love to see a, a, a decent running back, somebody that really fits their scheme, or a real workhorse guy go there. Uh, I would love to see maybe stacking up on defense a little bit heavier. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of other places they can address uh, for another wide receiver in that core especially a guy who believes they're going to be a number one, maybe a number two, where you already have a number one, number two guy. You know, it's just, it just doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: Okay, Rob McLean. <laughs> where do I start? Bruce Arians, he's not like Bill Belichick, where Bill Belichick just stays silent, and when he does talk, it's, it's subtle. Bruce Arians is different because if he has something on his mind, he's going to say it. He does not dance unless he hears music he does not scratch unless something itches and he's not gonna sit there and shut up he knows it's still a coach run league and he's gonna say what he's got to say and sometimes whoever's you know um whoever's in his his crosshairs or 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 whoever he says it at the expense of it's fair game and I'll tell you why just like we said last week what we're doing on this podcast, when we have something to say about somebody's game, it is about their game and only their game. We're not talking about their mothers. We're not talking about their right to exist, okay? We're not talking about what they drank last night. We're not talking about what their, their right to live or die, okay? We attack, as volleyball players, and we have a volleyball podcast too, I attack volleyball players with volleyball. He attacked Antonio Brown with football. Right. He said he is not a fit for the locker room. Now, from a football perspective, you look at Evans, who you said is on his way to being one of the greatest receivers of all time. You have Godwin, who's like this ridiculously quick, deep threat that just does nothing but catch balls, all right? You got you got uh, two tight ends, which is going to be great for Tom Brady. Now, you're going to tell me from a football perspective, Antonio Brown's just going to come up and say, oh, I'm only going to take 30 targets for the season or 50 targets for the season. Hell no, he's not. He's going to catch a little mini fit on the sideline. He's going to be throwing Gatorade, Gatorade jugs at things, and everyone's Gonna to have to spend time chelling him out when, when they're right now they're in a very tough quarterback-driven division where they have they have to find the ways to beat Drew Drew Brees twice. You know, not just that. You know, Tom Brady in the NFC man, he's got a whole bunch of quarterbacks to deal with. With uh, Russell Wilson, um, Carson Wentz, so uh, Dak Prescott. We're not gonna talk about him this week. So that's from a football perspective. And bear with me. Now here's this thing. Here's here's what I'm gonna talk about outside of football because. My number one rule is: if you air it, if you put yourself on social media, it's fair game. I'm gonna talk about it. He has a pending sexual assault case, so even if, even if he gets back into the NFL, it starts. It doesn't. It it starts retroactive when he commits to a team, so he still has that penalty or or whatever Roger Goodell's got to put him through. Okay, when he was in Pittsburgh, he threw Big Ben under the bus. Cursed him out uh, um, in the locker room. Cursed him, you know, talk badly about him on, on, on social media. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who idolized this guy, threw him under the bus. Uh, 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 taped their conversation and put it for all to see. Um, uh, went, had to meet up with John Gruden at the hotel. He's in the hotel. All he had to do was get in the elevator and take the elevator down. Stood up John Gruden, who's the head coach, and say, let's work it out. Put his social, put his baby mama drama on social media like it was supposed to, to to do something. He betrayed his own agent by taping a phone call, and and this is the funniest part because the laundry list could go on. But this is the funniest part. He was on social media taping Mike Tomlin in a locker room meeting about the importance of staying off of social media. This dude, you couldn't make this up. In fact, Rob, if you made this up and you get, and you put this in a script, you know what I would do? I would throw it away. I would throw it away because I'd be like, Rob, you're full of it because this ain't yeah, real life. too much. This it's ain't real much. life. This, this, this would never happen in real life. I don't believe you. I'm not taking your script, Rob McLean. I'm throwing it out. See my garbage can? I can't reach it right now. There's the garbage. But this is real. You can't make this up. So, so to answer the question, what do they have to say about Bruce Arians' comment? If they disagree with him, they ain't going to say a damn thing. Absolutely nothing. Okay. If they do agree with him, they might say, Hey, he's the coach. You know, because that's because uh, now that you got a buffer between the players in the form of Tom Brady, they're going right. to follow his lead. They're going to follow his lead. That Those two aren't going to divide a locker room. They're going to talk in private. How do we approach this? You know, what you said. And this is what I want to do. Tom's like, "I." Right.
1: And then execute. You know, that's uh, that's why I think a lot of coaches don't understand or a lot of people are not understanding about all oh, 40 year old, 40 plus year old quarterback. It's like, at a certain point, you want somebody who can at least, at a, at a high level, execute each and every time. And then, you know, we can talk about what they're not capable of. But you don't really need somebody to throw the ball 60 yards down the field if you're playing a good defense. Yes. You
0: know I mean? And you don't want someone on your team that needs help. Yeah. These things are... are they, I mean, we didn't even go through the whole bunch. Like, I just gave you the funniest one last. But how about a dumb one? How about with the Raiders? He had a... Uh, um, all he, he had a um, guaranteed money, like twenty. I think it was twenty nine point one two five million dollars. That if he stayed with the Raiders, um, from thir- it was Thursday. If he kept his mouth shut, Rob. If he kept his mouth shut from Thursday to Monday, he could have got his guaranteed. And even if he got released, he got his he got his money. He couldn't even yeah. keep his mouth shut. I never saw a, a, a couple of dumb lines worth twenty nine million dollars, Rob McLean. No. No, no, he needs help, and when he gets help, yeah. uh, he'll find a re- uh, team that, that that has has a good quarterback, that needs a receiver like him. There are teams like that. I don't like
1: think that. I don't think he'll turn it around before his age gets to him. You know, in the yeah. NFL, you know, you, you don't come back when you're that old. You know, no, you don't. If you keep it going, it's good. But if you don't come back.
0: Yeah, for the people watching, I apologize for the brightness on my um camera right now. The uh I have a recording device that's that's amazing that converts four K and all that stuff. Right now it's just Uber bright. And and that's okay. Rob Rob, however, comes in like like it's real time, man. You're like freaking three D right now. So in other words, Rob's FaceTime right now is beating my highly high tech system going on right now. This is ridiculous. Caitlin Haymont, I see you too. Thank you. All right, ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Let's do this. Oh, Rob. John Jones. Oh, no. We're going to the UFC. All right, we're sitting back, right? (laughs) John Jones landed himself in trouble with the law again. Jones was charged with aggravated DUI, DWI, negligent use of a firearm, possession of an open container, and driving with no proof of insurance. How does his recent event affect him going forward?
1: Uh, hmm. <laughs> Shit, should I go first? <laughs> yeah, please, because I don't got nothing good to say about him.
0: All right, you ready, Rob? Hmm? Rob, and I'll say it to the camera, it's a normal day. It's a normal day. <laughs> It's, it's a normal day. Listen, it's good to know that with this coronavirus and everything going on with the world and the orange man, you know, uh, 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 blurting stuff on, uh, you know, for president and Biden, you know, talking about starting over his words through all of these things where everybody's fighting and, and there's a virus keeping everybody at home. It's good to know that some things don't change. Rob, only John Jones. Uh, can put us in a situation when we hear this news, we are surprised and at the same time not surprised. That is very hard to do. It takes a certain skill set to do that. Yeah, I bring you too. John Jones. This <laughs> man, uh, should we go over his rap sheet? He's like, Jade, it's only no, it's an hour long. show. <laughs> so um what does it say about him it says that it's a normal day um i kind of understand why he was out there he basically was um he basically was um he had cabin fever you know the guy i'm not making excuses for him he had cabin fever and that's what the hell he was doing out there in the first place said he was talking to homeless people and getting to know homeless people obviously he was drunk the 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 bottle that was found in this thing was called Recuerdo which I think is a kind of a wine, which gets you kind of tipsy and happy. So um, do I believe that it was a misunderstanding? No, because right now this is like O.J. getting caught with another dear white girl. Okay, this is like O.J. And O.J.'s looking at you like, I know what you're thinking. (laughs) You're thinking I did it, right? No, I'm I'm stealing that from Chris Rock. Okay, so this man... Right now, who is officially passed the list as far as second chances and and, and uh, strike twos and strike threes? He is officially beaten Lindsay Lohan in a running for most strikes and not and not serving any heavy time with it. Okay, congratulations, John Jones, you are the man. <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Rob All the right. floor is yours, but I'm going to leave with that.
1: Uh, so I would just have to say that um, I think it's more disappointing because he, in, in his fighting career, he hasn't really. Uh, I don't know. He just hasn't really like been up to par. So if he's been putting all this time and effort, quote unquote, uh, in his personal life, and now his fighting is kind of suffering, and his uh, you know, his craft is suffering, as well as what he was working on is obviously not. Uh, it's not clicking because if you're not, if you don't understand that you know, no matter what's going on right now, you still have to uphold, and especially people who are in the limelight, need to uphold. A model citizenship, you know, you can't just go around and do that stuff because now you're sending this message to everybody else. Oh, you know, it's kind of dying down. The quarantine's working. You know, everybody feels a little bit safer, so we oh, we just go out and party and do whatever now because it's, you know, it's just very very irresponsible. And um, what's what's really sad to me is I think this one finally has gotten to me to say, okay, John Jones actually is this guy. You know, he's not. Gonna turn it around. He's not gonna, you know, fix it up. It's just this is actually him, and you either have to accept it, or you know, you gotta stop enjoying what he brings. And, and that's what I'm saying. He's not really bringing anything to the table anymore. Yeah. he's not an exciting fighter to watch. He kind of stands in front. He's got his back fist, his back back kick. He's got his front steeps. He's got his, you know, front kicks. But other than that, he's not. You know, I haven't even seen him on the ground in you know, ten fights. You know, it's just. Uh, nothing good coming out of John Jones. That's what I'd have to say.
0: Yeah. Well, for those of you listening to the podcast, thank you for listening. John Jones, I'm going to bring you up to speed a little bit, okay? John Jones was arrested um, for hit and run. Um, He hit a pregnant woman. This is a few years ago. This is 2015. No, 2016. 2016. Or no, sorry, 2017. Hit and run, hit a pregnant woman, flee the scene, and allegedly returned to the scene to get money out of the car. Now, I don't know how much money we're talking about, but Jesus Christ. Um, he was also cited for reckless driving. He crashed to a pole in New York. So he was cited for that. Um, he was charged with assaulting a stripper in New Mexico um, after shortly after his church service, and he was inspired by the blood of Jesus. Um, tested positive for banned substances Three times. One time for dick pills, um, and twice for uh um, one time for cocaine, which is not an illegal substance, but it's a banned substance, which I find bizarre, because um, <laughs> that's how the athletic commission works, right? You could have something that's illegal by law to take, but it's it's not illegal on the on the banned substance list. But then right. then you have something that's perfectly legal to buy a GNC, but illegal to actually take to it for a fight. So yeah, cocaine. Uh, pills from a gas station and a steroid known as terbinalol, turban- tur- which he still has in his system by the picograms. Um, he was stripped three times of the title when um, the interim title after OSP. He was stripped when he tested positive when he was supposed to fight Daniel Cormier the second time. Three days he got he got suspended and then when he finally got to fight him a year later, three days later he got suspended afterwards. <laughs> Had to give Daniel the the, the belt back. So yeah. this is one yeah. of these guys that. Again, cocaine's a hell of a drug, and to quote Conor McGregor, get a freaking driver, man. <laughs> just get a freaking driver. Don't be out there. And it's and I'm not even talking about the times that he's just got stopped. He got stopped by the police for speeding, for revving. He's gotten stopped for, you know, a blood alcohol content. It's just this long list. So, um, But I'm happy to report inside at the same time, Rob McLean, that it's a normal day.
1: It's a normal day in the John Jones universe. Oh. What is he so gonna scary. do?
0: I mean, what does this mean? I mean, do you think Dana rides this out until this coronavirus thing dies down? Do, cause it doesn't sound sound like they're stripping him or anything.
1: I don't think anything any, I don't think anybody's gonna really pay attention to this with the coronavirus happening for the next however long. I think that this kinda maybe unfortunately perfect timing. For him and UFC, where you know there's a lot more things going on. When everything starts back up, there's going to be that, that. There's that whole uh, media kind of understand or just you know putting that in everybody's face is not. Gonna, no one's going to talk about this in about a week. You know, so it's just it's just very upsetting because you know you don't need that stuff in times like this. You know, you need you know people to look up to. So sad to see, but you know I think that uh, Dana will be fine with this and, and when John Jones loses that's when they're going to say you know you got to fight your way back you got to fight who we want you to fight and I think it's going to be done from there so you know props to him keep it going I hope he you know keeps winning but I think it's going to be a long road back once he start once he loses one oh, no I doubt. think that's coming soon if if, if you know the dominant raise happens again or you know Tiago Santos without a busted kneecap you know I think he just doesn't have the arsenal uh,
0: yeah he and they're catching up we talked about this before. Fighters are catching up. You um, Split decision with Santos. Okay, we both have Johns for that. John Jones for that, but that wasn't, you know, when he first hit the scene, that wasn't a close fight. You okay. know, An- Anthony Smith uh, gave him a run for his money, maybe took a round. Okay, Jones won that. The last round, the last one, uh, by the rules, I, th- I thought John won. You uh, no, I thought Reyes won. You thought John won. But the point is we're having conversations about close decisions now. So the as the rest of the uh the coach the coaches smarting up in the rest of the MMA world um is it's a cop, you know it's a catch up league it's a copycat league sooner or later they're going to they're going to know what he likes to do and they they're, they're going to combat that and maybe he gets out before all that happens or maybe he loses to his most difficult opponent of all himself.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I definitely have the second uh, second that that the competition's getting better, you know, now now it's like, oh, this guy's a wrestler, he has some jujitsu. you know, he's a boxer, but he's more, more uh, of a Muay Thai or a kickbox artist, you know, so there's just like, you can kind of create the fighter you want to be, or you can create the fighter that you think is has the best combination to win, you know, there's, there's opportunities now, where it's not just, uh, he's a better fighter, or he's more genetically uh, capable, it's more of like, you know what do you what do you have to offer? What are your what are your skill bases? You know how high do they go? Because Khabib, look at Khabib. I'm not saying he's he's gonna, you know, if he goes into a boxing match, I'm not saying he's gonna get pummeled, but that's not his main thing. It's you not know, his wheelhouse, yeah. You know, and speaking of Khabib, you know, I they canceled the fight. Yeah. Um, or they're postponing the fight, possibly canceling the fight. And since we're
0: in the UFC, do you want to see Tony fight someone else right now?
1: Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. I'm, if it gets canceled, it should just get postponed. You agreed. know, you move it back three months when all the sports yeah. are starting. You know, you, you get some... It's just, it doesn't make sense to me why they would do that. No, I don't... But be I mean, Being stuck in Russia, why don't we just make it in Russia then? You know, I know you don't want to do that, but they've been trying to get, you know, UFC there in a while. I know Tony's probably, you know, saying, I don't care where, where the fight is and, you know, pay him a little extra and make it happen, man. You know?
0: I agree because if Tony has to fight somebody else, and eliminate and continue to eliminate Khabib's competition in one fifty five. I'm gonna freaking scream. Okay, you, know, you look then at it'
1: it's like Gaeth-y,
0: You know, yeah. come on. Yeah, Gechi could have at some point could have and should have fought Khabib. And if Tony if Tony eliminates him too, then, you know, Tony's only doing his job. I'm not mad at you. Neither one of us are mad at Tony. You know, he can only fight who's in front of him. But I don't. Maybe this fight is just snake bitten. for the people listening who are not MMA enthusiasts like we are. This is the fifth time, um, the fifth time that I know of that they tried to make this fight happen. And, you know, and it's always been postponed for injury. And um, at this point, if it doesn't happen this month or next month, it's not going to happen to the end of the year because Khabib has Ramadan. And Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't do he doesn't do jack jack squat between between then and September.
1: It's not going to be happening, so...
0: Yeah, well, then it ain't going to happen. I'm just... I just don't want Tony to be like, I'm hungry to fight. I just want to fight somebody, especially if it's in an empty arena, you know, just... And
1: then, like, somehow, mysteriously get knocked out or get... You know, because that's the only way I see him ever losing is just getting, you know, cold-clocked and then just somebody getting on top of him and the ref stopping it. I don't ever see him getting submitted or... Yeah. I just... I don't
0: know. No, he'd rather have something broken off.
1: you got a Gagey come in like, what is, I, I know you're going to put up a good fight and it's going to be a good fight, but what do you, what can you do to really end that fight? You know what I mean? And I don't really see Gagey having any advantages there. Uh, Dude, like on the if feet, you. On the ground, on anywhere, clinch.
0: Yeah, like, look, if you put him in one of those Rondo Rousey armbars, the man will probably dislocate his shoulder to get out of it. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, exactly. he's, he's sick. And yeah. though he gets caught sometimes, the dude's impossible to knock out. <laughs> Right, that's Anthony what I'm Pettis. Everyone says Ooh. Pettis is lettuce, but Pettis can hit when he had when when that that the whole karate thing. He can hit when he has to. Man, he mm-hmm. knocked out Darren Till. Man, that's that's. Yeah, that was. No, 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 no. no. I'm sorry, Steven Thompson. Steven, and well, and Thompson's got a chin.
1: I thought he did some on. I uh... don't oh, know. I think that was a different fight, but yeah, Pettis is you know Pettis is surprising, and he's he's kind of not he's tiny, but he's he's smaller for his division, you know. He could, he could maybe, you know, you know, nobody likes to do the weight cuts, but he, he was doing the weight cuts probably earlier in his career to about to maximize his talent. Yeah, and I think now he's just kind of you know finding the right fights well, for he, him. But he
0: was at one fifty five for a long time. You know, the right. WCE days, WEC days, and then mm-hmm. the UFC. They gave him the, the shot against Benson Henderson, beat him, beat Gilbert Melendez, won on his kind of roll, then lost to RDA. And then tried 145, but he, you know, he had to suck himself dry and got and got so smirked nice. by um a waiting Max Holloway, you know who, you yeah. know that's just tough. That's tough to make a weight cut and then have to fight that that Energizer Bunny, and yeah. then moved up. Um, yeah, like the reason why he he got the knockout on Stephen Thompson is he moved up to 170. But, you know, um, you know, you fight someone like Nate Diaz who walks around a heavy 170. That was tough to do, too. Right. And Nate yeah, Diaz, by the way, who could make 155. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, all right. So, yeah. So, oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's a whole nother discussion. Let's wait next week as that story unfolds with Khabib and Tony and see what we can see. Yeah, take it could
1: them. be totally different.
0: Yeah. All right. Hey, question number four. Will the Panthers be better or worse without Cam Newton? And where is Cam Newton's next home? Uh,
1: better or worse, I'm guessing the last season of the last six that he's been there, or however many he's been there. Um, they will be worse, but I don't think that's all because of uh, the change of Cam Newton. Uh, <clears throat> I think that this, is, this move is best for everybody. Cam Newton needs a different venue. Uh, they just got a different coach, so I thought maybe they'd stick with him, but he, he just needs somewhere new to kind of reinvent himself again because I don't think he can keep doing the same thing he's doing as he's aging. You know, it's just not going to – he had a car crash. He comes back, tries to do the same thing. He's just a little bit reckless in the way he plays the game. Uh, and it's funny because in the second year, I saw him really like – Dedicate himself to his arm and and, and pack, pocket passing, and then they started to roll out these running packages again. Instead of to try to make him a, a full time pocket passer with the ability to beat you by the legs, um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I just think that with the team they have, no more Luke Keekly. You know, you have uh, an an okay defensive line, offensive line. Um, you have. A decent secondary. I just think the team itself is not built to to succeed. Maybe as far as uh, they were building with Cam Newton. Um, I think Christian McCaffrey is possibly going to get dealt sometime soon, just because they need draft capital. I think they're going to do a full reboot. Um, I don't see any stars really on that team. It's 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 tough times, tough legend for the Panthers. I think they're going to be in, in the top ten picks next year.
0: Yeah. Um all right, Rob, I, I think they'll be worse, but um I think what you were alluding to in the beginning of your diatribe was um worse than what? Right? They've had these up and down years. You you know, they're, they're they they only went six this season. One season they're fifteen and one, and then they're like six and ten, and then you know, before that they're twelve and four. So um They'll be worse, but I don't think it's going to last more than whatever X amount of years. And like you also alluded to, they are not. They have a decision to make about um, Christian McCaffrey in a year or two. And I, my guess is I disagree with you. I think they're going to keep him, I think, in light of the fact you, you brought in Teddy Bridgewater and you got rid of a lot of moving parts around, like Olsen's not with him anymore. Um, Funches is not with him anymore. Um you're, you're. When you do that, you're telling yourself you're building it around the running back. And Teddy Bridgewater is a great quarterback, pretty, you know, uh, stable head. I'm not. I mean, we we just had a conversation about great quarterbacks, so I'm I'm very, I'm very careful with my words right now because when you're talking about Drew Brees and Tom and, and um Tom Tom Brady and even in this case Cam Newton, um I don't like to. I'm not going to associate Teddy Bridgewater with greatness, but I can tell you the guy has a, a winning, a good career career winning record. Um. And um, I think they'll be worse, but not for long. And when I say worse, worse than what? They won six games, maybe they'll win six or five. You know what I'm saying? Uh, By the skin of their teeth. The second question was, uh, where does Cam Newton go from here? I think I'll take that first. I like the, uh, the Chargers. The L.A. charges I think that's a good fit for him. He's got a good receiving core. Um, he's very good at running, and I think a lot of cases where, where Rivers has fumbled or has been sacked or, or or rushed the pass that they're on INT, I think Cam creates a lot of time with his legs, and I think and, and Coach Johnson's going to love him if they if they take him.
1: Absolutely. Hey, uh, just give me one second. I just got to grab this door real fast. Sorry. All right, cool. All right.
0: I'm going to go to Rob. I'm going to go to me for a second. We're going to take a little bit of a timeout. Pay these bills, if you will. And this is brought to you by Endless Summer Beach Volleyball.
1: All right, here we
0: go. Sorry. Cool. Hey, Rob, I'm going to plug in a promo for a minute. So we'll be back. Um. This this is brought to you by Endless Summer Beach Volleyball, Beach National Volley, Beach Volleyball National Events, and NY Varsity Sports. All right. Here's the clip. I'm gonna play the clip. There it is. What does volleyball mean to you? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. What I like about it is it's really independent, and every play is different, so,
1: and all of the choices are just yeah, so, uh, I like the independence that I would say. Makes you strong in the mind, <laughs> and okay. in the body, and the body. Everything. It's work to take it. Volleyball is life. <laughs> Volleyball is my world. <laughs> Volleyball is life. <laughs> That's it. It's a beautiful
0: right here on these courts, these are are
1: our home courts, and
0: um, our mission really is to have great training with great coaches, we have some of the top coaches, um, I think, in all of the United States, and um, we only do of six girls per court. Sometimes we get stuck and we have eight girls, but our whole philosophy behind that is the uh, less number of girls on the court, more more touches. So we're really um, into making sure that our players are getting lots of reps, and our coaches are very passionate about what they do, and they love coming out and teaching and giving back to these kids. So that's kind of what we're about. All right, we're back, brother. Cool, that was, um, once again, brought to you by Endless Summer, Beach Volleyball National Events, come play with us. And also brought to you by Varsity Sports, watching me, watching you. All right, I'm back with Rob, keep it McLean, McLean. And we are going to talk about college quarterbacks. I'm going to talk about the draft pick, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. Blunt question, straightforward who should Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals, if not the one, that's the top pick, the number one pick, who should they draft? Which quarterback should they draft um, for, to build their franchise around? Is it Tua or is it Burrow?
1: So um, if, if this didn't, you know, talking just in a football perspective, uh, as a football player, uh, I would have Tua slightly over Burrow. I actually really love Burrow. The things that I've seen him do... Even if it's at the college level, the things I've seen him do with the ball uh, is really—it's uh, hard to—it's hard to mimic. You know, he's doing things maybe uh, pro quarterbacks don't really feel comfortable doing yet. Uh, they don't want to put their job in the line, but he's doing things like leading his receivers, anticipating throws, moving uh, safeties around. Uh, he does a—he re- does a pretty good job of that with his eyes. He makes really quick decisions and. Really decisive decision. So I like I like Phil Burrow. Um, for Tua, what he brings to the table is just more. Uh, he's ready to be a pro quarterback right now, to lead a team, uh, and then he's going to grow. Um, I just, uh, with the reality of what's going on, there's no possible way of a team really understanding the significance of how injured Tua was or still is. So it's, it's very difficult for me to say that someone's going to risk that and go and go up in the draft and go get 2 or for the Bengals to risk making the wrong choice. When you have a very safe pick, you know, Phil Burrow is a very capable quarterback right now. Uh, he's, he's, he's Phil Burrow.
0: Uh, yeah. Guys, <laughs> Joe, we got a Phil. <laughs> we got a um, Phil Burrow. Burrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, Joe Burrow is a great, great, great college quarterback. I'm not totally sure if it's going to... Uh, translate to the pros until he finds a system that works for him because I could see him not doing very well um, as well. So for me, with all things considered with this coronavirus around, there's no ability to really medically evaluate Tua. Uh, I would go with Phil Burrow, uh, Phil Burrow, Joe Burrow with the number one pick uh, for Cincinnati. He's an Ohio guy, so it just makes makes too much sense with all that's going on.
0: Okay, for those of you listening, um, I'll, before I say what I got to say, Rob and I are acquainted with a, uh, a gentleman named Phil Burrow. We are volleyball uh, players and coaches and commentators. That's our wheelhouse. And Phil Burrow is the only volleyball player to play volleyball on all seven continents that includes Antarctica. So <laughs> every time we hear Burrow, we, for a long time, before Joe even you know hit the national scene, we were, we we're Phil guys. But in this case, and for the purposes of this question, I'm a Joe guy. I'm a Joe Burrow guy, um, Rob. Um taking nothing away from Tua. Tua has shown that he has big game experience in one of the toughest conferences in football and has performed as such. Um shown he can take a hit, kind of freak injury. There are there are questions about how um athletes recover from this injury psychologically as well as physically. So those are those those things probably dropped him some spots down. But with that being said, Joe Burrow ran a rough shot over the entire league, the exact way you're supposed to win a championship. You, they played all of the toughest teams, um inside and outside of the conference. And then when the Final Four came, they had to beat the teams that they they didn't have to play someone twice. They didn't have to beat Alabama twice; they already beat them. Um, they beat Clemson. They beat you. You know they um they beat the the breaks off of Oklahoma. I think they scored on every single possession. That was ridiculous. You um Joe's gonna win his money. Cincinnati's one of the stingiest franchises in the history of sports, if not football. So I hope they work that out. I really do. Um, and to make matters over, he's an Ohio native. It's an Ohio native and I want Cincinnati to do the right thing if he's number one and if this guy's supposed to go number one in the draft pick, don't think, just just get him. You know, tell him, hey, Joe, you're an Ohio native. We'd love to have you. Got AJ Green franchise tagged, I think. It's time to come home. Come on home.
1: I hear
0: that. All right, hey, we're gonna finish off with our favorite, (laughs) our favorite section ever. (laughs) Rob McLean and People of the World. I introduce you to Good Idea, Bad Idea. Ready?
1: I'm ready.
0: All right, Good Idea, Bad Idea. Fury and Wilder being rescheduled from July to a later date.
1: Honestly, I say bad idea. I would rather them both have another fight in between a rematch, especially if it's being rescheduled. Um, I just don't know when they feel like they're going to do it because they have to have a camp now until they fight next. So it's just going to be this oh, like super long promoted thing. So I say bad idea.
0: Yeah, I say um, good. I I say good idea, and I'll tell you why because though boxing as a combat sport doesn't need spectators to 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 be in to be in the, the ring or you know in the UFC the octagon it's one of those things where ticket sales um is just as important you know the bring the gate brings in you know a, a large sum of money too and for the people where the pay-per-views aren't enough they they're, they're going to want that and I think it gives the these guys time to um to To complete what they started, right? This is the third match for them, right? The first one was a draw. Mm-hmm. Second one, um, Wilder got Wilder got knocked knocked out. This one, everybody's like, oh, they don't, you know, we don't want to see a rematch because of what's going to change. Remember, we had this discussion because the last episode, you remember, I, I was with you, I wasn't. I didn't want. I didn't want to see this again. You know, it was like Conor McGregor yeah. and Khabib. You know, what's what's going to be different? Um, the thing that was different to me is he want he exercises rematch clause in a very very timely fashion show. So it shows he in his heart of hearts wants to run at back, and maybe he has something that defies our logic, and that's why I want to see it, and I'm willing to wait for a later day for that to happen.
1: Like maybe not walking now with a forty pound suit, and then saying that that's the fault why I didn't have any luck yeah. <laughs> look there are people, there are the people that can day, do that
0: no there are people that can do that and fight he ain't wanted them he shouldn't have did that okay right. what's his name had a bunch of girls carrying him out remember right he had like the king's chair and he had like a bunch of strong complete women
1: motorized
0: thing yeah Yeah, but some people you know he, he could rock that we're way over a minute but I don't care Um, all right good idea bad idea I got the clock right here Uh, the Raiders signing Marcus Mariota
1: uh, great idea. I think uh, a player in John Gruden's system has to be whip smart, and I don't think anybody can really maximize the abilities that Marcus Mariotti has more than a John Gruden. So I'm super happy to see that.
0: Yeah, for me, I think it's a very good idea. I think... Um... Win or lose. Like, let's say Carr beats him in a, in a fair competition, which I think is not likely to happen. I think John Gooden's just going to go this this direction. It, it, it seems so, right? So, fresh start for Mariona. Tough kid. Can take a hit. Come, can throw. Um, very good at, at following instructions. Um, and. You know, he's only been in the league, I think, for five years. So we, there's some quarterbacks that that need an upward. You know, it's not – I mean, we've gotten so spoiled, rotten, Rob, by these quarterbacks that just come in the first year. we become this now generation. And, and he's one of those guys where it, it might take some time, and I think his time is now. And yeah. two, one. And that's it. Oh, man, nothing went off. That's all right. When the editing comes, I'm going to have something for this. All right. Um. Good idea, bad idea. Um, I don't like that. I'm gonna skip that one. Okay, to play without fans. Let's just let's just do a 10-second one on that.
1: Yeah, it's like, is it a bad idea to play without fans? Good idea. To play I think it's okay. I don't know. It's a it's a both. It's a wash. I feel like <laughs> it's, it's it's bad for for you know the athletes because they want to be involved with the sports, but it's good because you need the, you need sports in these times. I mean. You know, we dying out here as fans, you know, I'm, I'm ready for something. That's why I'm like soaking up the free agency in the draft right now. So,
0: And that's why I don't think you have to have fans of these events. I think like the 19,000 people you have at, at, at Staples is is, is going to pale into comparison to the 10 million people who are, are watching the game at right. home. So, right, right, the fan fans are not just people who go to the game. So I think people need to understand that. And that's why I said it's okay. Wow, we, we banged that out. Minute. <laughs> <laughs> it something. Yes. Good idea, bad idea. Having talk show host uh, talk about MMA without having MMA guest commentators or fighters?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a bad idea, obviously. It's just, it's the same thing as like with the, with the referees, you know, do you want a referee who doesn't know about MMA, refereeing MMA? You know, or
0: judging, just, right? Yeah.
1: It's just negligence at that point. You know, you're just asking for somebody to say the wrong thing and, and, and uh, that's not what you want. You want to attract people to a, a, sh- a talk show. You don't want to <clears throat> make them go away because of, you know, in in just things that aren't uh, said correctly,
0: right? Yeah. So, I agree with you. I think it's a bad idea, and I'll tell you why. I think one of these things, like MMA fans are like, do we just be glad that we're on national TV, that MMA's hit like the world scene, where they're talking about it on like sport, you know, like um uh, um first take or like Skip and Shannon? We should we just be happy and <clears throat> and and to hell with the homework, <laughs> you know, doing yeah. the homework or do. In fact, I don't even think they should have to do the homework. That's what I said. Just have Daniel Cormier come in. Have Ariel Have Ariel Hawani come in. You know, have MMA guys and actually, you know, have the Q&A and, and have it be a quality episode if you're going to talk about it at all. That's true. That's true. Good idea, bad idea. Betting on the Saints to win the NFC.
1: Um. Good idea. I think one of these years, they, I mean, they just give Bruce reason a one year contract every year for the last six years. So it's just like eventually they're going to make it work where he's going to get, they're going to put it all together. I think Sean Payton eventually is going to get his, his coaching mojo back. And, you know, I think this, hopefully, this will be the year.
0: Listen. There's an old saying my, my old man once told me if you don't succeed at first to hell with it but that's not how the saying really goes if you don't succeed at first you try you try and you try again he's been in the NFC Championship game multiple times he's had some fluke losses some remember the Stefan Diggs catch with no time yep. left on the clock there were there were these plays where when the Saints lost there, there were these ridiculously plays that that never happened before and most likely will never happen again and when when the Saints minimized those mistakes, they'll be right back where they belong in the NFC Championship game, winning or losing. All the way back from Brett Favre to the present day. True that. Alright, last one. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm Starting um, quarterback uh, Stidham for the Patriots for the season.
1: <laughs> Bad idea. I think they're going to sign somebody else or draft somebody in the uh... <clears throat> draft somebody and maybe sign somebody late um, i mean cam Newton still i don't think it's going to be a good fit but he's still on the board he's still a good quarterback you know it's just maybe he maybe he you needs some time you know to heal still uh, get back to his rhythm not rush it but yeah i think uh i do not believe that's a good idea
0: <laughs> um I, <don't. clears throat> I think bad idea i think you work him out as he goes in spring and training camp or whatever. You got Cody Kessler, not a good quarterback, journeyman at best. Hoyers has a surprisingly uh, uh, pretty good win-loss record. I never thought much of him, but I thought it's, I looked at his career career win-loss record and he was pretty good. Cam Newton would be a good start because he's already shown that he doesn't need number one wideouts to throw it to win games. He was 15-1 and one with significantly less talent, but I don't think Bill Belichick will take him. No. Cool. Hey, we did it, brother. Uh, before I go um, any 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 pet peeves
1: pet peeves um...
0: I'll give you an example I want to sh- share share something funny yeah. all right uh, Coach Dennis Green quoted um, only babies get what they want men gotta do it the hard way there's nothing in this m- there's nothing but men in this room right now this is what he said on the victory speech and I was like wait a second I think I'd rather be the baby. <laughs> Only babies get what they want? I think I wanna be the baby. <laughs> Go ahead, Rob.
1: Um I don't know, not not, not much right now. Just just uh, making sure everybody's keeping clean, you know. It's it's my life's been just about all about the quarantine, man.
0: Yeah it has. So. Listen, it's a chance to catch up on these video games, right?
1: That's right. That's yeah. right. Video hey, so- games and movies.
0: It's also a chance for me to catch up on my editing software. This has been my new video game, by the way, because, I'm, you know, I have games. I have six games right now that I've owned for a year and a half, almost two years that I haven't even opened yet because, um, you know, I'm trying to conquer this this whole podcast thing and as you'll see the screen later on. It's a little bright, maybe too bright for some people's eyes and I don't, right now I don't know how to fix it, but the the quality of the resolution is still good. So um, the quarantine's helped me because it's helped me get my esh together. I'm staring at a monitor, spending on a huge amount of quality time with my hot, sexy woman, and my, my little towhead child. So, it's about quality time, Rob. Right? She's got. It, I got man. the time, and she's got the quality. <laughs> um, know your love language. Yes. Uh, big up to Stefan Marbury, trying to get out 10 million masks uh, for people in New York City. Um, Big up to to Carson Wentz, got his his four-year, $128 million extension, which makes us want to talk about Dak Prescott again, but we can save that for another week. And I will leave this, Rob and I will leave you with this. Um, Like we said last week, I'm going to say it again. To quote Max Holloway, to quote Max Kellerman, and anyone any smart guy whose first name is Max, the best way to treat this virus is to act like you have it and to stay away from everybody else. Yep. All right, for all of you at home, thank you for joining me. Uh, we smashed our record a week ago. We hit eighteen thousand six hundred views. That that's a that's a, a best for um, for sports debate Tuesday, and that's a best for the um, the option podcast. So Rob and I hey. smashed through uh, two episodes ago. We smashed our record eight thousand six hundred views. We just beat Jeff, beat out Jeff Samuels. Uh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, man. But I love you all. And for Rob, keeping clean. McLean, I'm Jason DeBias, and I will say la 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 We're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on optionvb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're gonna love what you hear.